Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Happy, fine Easter to you. Easter blessing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, our, what is this, our third Easter together? Is that about right? We've been mm-hmm. here on this line Easter Sunday in the year 2020. Oh, that would make it right then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we're here on our Easter Sunday 2022. It's a happy Easter to all of you. Uh, the celebration of the... I get somebody want to say happy Easter. I give everybody a chance to say happy Easter. Get your happy Easter out. I'm going to shut up. Happy Easter, everybody. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Uh-huh. 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 Well, this morning for Easter, I'm sure Mama Bell has uh, has wonderful pieces over there. Notice I said pieces. I didn't say piece. I said pieces over there. She's, she's looking at me like, no, I don't. I just got one little thing. I'm going to get through it, and you're going to leave me alone. I'm going to go back, and I'm going to sit down, all right? One finger. All right. Well, Mama Bell's going to uh, play for us this morning on this wonderful Easter Sunday morning. Then Brother Dennis is going to uh, uh, give us a wonderful Easter uh, moment of meditation. And then we'll move on with our time together today. We're going to have a special time of Easter prayer. Uh, we're going to use that a little bit later on for intercessory and what have you. But Mama Bell, before we get to that, mm-hmm. all the things that I just mentioned, I thought about you. And uh, yes, you had a request and I must ask for forgiveness because I don't think that I have honored that request. And you uh, asked for a special time of prayer and meditation. And and uh, do you remember making that request of me? Me? Yes. Request? No. Okay, well, if you don't remember, I don't have to feel bad that I ain't honored. But... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I believe it was a special time of prayer and request for our military and nation and countries and things of that nature. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Okay, okay, all right, all right, all right. And I think it was our city, something like that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we ask you to keep that in mind as Mama Bell is playing for... uh, everything that's going on not just only around the world but right here in our communities have that in your prayers as she is playing all right you have your marching orders we're gonna go ahead and as they say get started with our time together today mama bell bang if you will
or what I could have been. You know, you could call it before the cross or before Christian, either one. But then you come to uh, AC, after the cross, after the cross of Jesus, after I uh, made a decision that I needed to, to understand and follow what the salvation meant to me and what I should do after that, you know. And as you compare the two, in my, as I compare the two in my whole life, you know, where I've been and what I've turned it, uh, become is totally uh you know, different, and of course, all that is based on what uh, you know, what I've read, what I've learned, and what I've uh, meditated on in my life. You know, after the cross is important, and, and it should be for all of us. So, so today, as we you know, come together and celebrate the resurrection of Jesus, we should think about what after the cross means to us, what before the cross means to us. But most important is what after the cross means to us. And, and there are places in the Bible that talk about that. And one in particular is uh, Romans uh, 6 5. Uh, Paul tells us it's real short, simple, and, um, you know, you, if you take it and meditate on it and hold it, hold it close to you, it will speak to you. Uh, Romans 6 5 says, For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. Wow, what a promise. Think about that. He died for us because of our sins. We died because of our sins. And we will be resurrected because of the love of God and the love of Jesus that they have given us. So as we celebrate today, as we sit down and Partake of that uh, special meal, maybe that special dessert, or maybe just being friendly with friends and, and a short time without uh, fellowship and prayer. You know, remember, remember what you were before the cross, and remember what you are after the cross, and make that a, 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 a statement that other people can see. Make that a, a, you know, a vision of what your life is. And, and use that to help other people understand what Jesus means to you and what the death of Jesus on the cross means to you and what his resurrection means. You know, the Bible tells us that when they came to look in the tomb, it says, why are you look for the living among the dead? Remember that. You are a living person and you are resurrected from your sins because of the death of the of Jesus. So take that. Meditate on it. But most of all, hold it dear to yourself and in your heart as you face every day uh, trials and tribulations. Remember that Jesus died for you and we know that we will be resurrected with him in eternal life. Amen and amen. God bless. Well, good morning again. Good morning. Good morning on this Easter Sunday. I want to put some things in your head. Uh, Next Sunday, we're going to do something very 
special next week, actually. Uh, not not this Wednesday, but the Wednesday following. Two years ago, we met on Easter Sunday, and then we uh, discussed about coming back for Mother's Day. That did not happen that way. We ended up coming back the first Sunday in May. But next Sunday, I would like for us to, in commemoration of that one Sunday that we took off, and I'm going to take a Sunday off, but that one Sunday we took off in the middle of our uh, journey to consider a moment of thoughts and prayers. Uh, I would like for you to come with someone on your brain that you know is sitting at the house, alone, not affiliated with any house of worship, do not have any place to go. Someone you talk to that you may uh, talk about anything but the goodness of the Lord. Do you consider them, pray for them? And then on first Sunday, Invite them to join in with you uh, on that first Sunday in May. Just consider that with you. Next week, we're going to come and pray for them. Write their names down. Put them on your mirror and pray for them. Speaking of praying, we're going to do that in just a moment. But one of the last things that happened during our Savior's moment here was a time of prayer. He said, Father, forgive them. And I would like for you to, if you can, take that moment to pray for those who get on your last nerve. I got to do that sometimes. Ask the Lord to forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. We're going to have that time where you can lift those folks up and place ourselves even at that moment of kneeling because sometimes we don't know what we're doing. The world is inherently selfish. It is part of our DNA to look at oneself personally or first before analyzing the rest. And if you find people who do the opposite, nine times out of ten, they ain't got their life together. Because there is humanistically yes I made that word up it would be in the dictionary by tomorrow but it's humanistically hard it is almost like our world has to be reprogrammed to think about someone else before ourselves so don't beat yourself up too hard because you are concerned with yourself 
But at the same time, consider in our time of prayer, your brother and your sister, what may be going through their brains. Father, forgive them so they know not what they do. Let's have our time of prayer, if you will. our prayer. Most gracious God, our Father, we honor you this morning. We thank you. We give you glory and honor for this day. We thank you, Lord God, because you are our God and it is in you that we put our trust. And Father, we thank you, Lord God, for giving us such an opportunity to bless and glorify your holy name. As we come with thanksgiving in our hearts and joy and our spirits, just to know, Lord God, that you are our risen Savior. We thank you for your birth. We glorify in your life. We rejoice in your death. But we worship you and glorify you and give you all the praise for your resurrection. We thank you, Lord, because that was the finished work of the cross. When you got up, from that grave and declare all power in your hand. And then you didn't forget about us. You said, now I will be with you always, even till the end of the earth. And Father, we honor you this morning for giving us such an opportunity to be in your presence, to glorify your name, and to give your name the praise and the glory. You're such a wonderful God, and we cannot praise you enough. If we had 10,000 tongues, we wouldn't be able to praise you for all that you've done and all that you're doing and all that you're going to do. You thought about us individually. You care about us. And we thank you because you gave your only begotten Son that whosoever believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And we thank you, Lord God, for that life that you have given us. We thank you, Lord God, for the assurance of, of who you are, Lord God, and, and all that you're doing in our lives. And we appreciate that. You made us who we are. You made us the individuals we are. You gave us our personalities and our characters. You gave us our gifts. You gave us everything that we have to be your representation, to be your kingdom citizens, to be your ambassadors here on earth. And we thank you, Lord such a brutal death and such a, a, a hard way to, to leave this earth. But, Father, we, we thank you for all that you've done. You did it just for us. You could have called, came down from that cross and called, called legions of, of angels to come to rescue you, but you didn't. You thought about us in this 17th day of 2022. You knew we would need you. You, would, we, you knew that we would need your hand touch. You knew that we would need your healing. You knew that we need your peace. You knew that, Lord God, that we need you like never before. 
Father, we come as your people now, and we we praise you, we glorify you. We, we say, Lord, that there is anything in our lives, Lord, that is, is not conducive to your will and your purposes that you have created us for. We ask you forgiveness. We ask you to wash us, Lord God, and cleanse us. Yes. Lord God, give us that, that reassurance in our heart as we lift our faith to you and our assurance to you, Lord God, that you are our God, and we trust you, Lord. And we thank you for that everlasting life. Thank you, yea, though we walk through the valleys and shadows of death, we shall fear no evil because you are with us. And we thank you, Lord God, for being with us. And we didn't know how to do anything else, God. You was with us. And we thank you, Lord God, for never leaving us nor forsaking us. And, Lord God, as we come this morning, some may be feeling down. Some may be having body pains. Some might be discomfort of their present situation, Lord. Or some might, their monies might be low. Some, Lord God, they might feel like they're all alone. But Father, whatever their, their issues are, God, we bring them and we lay them at your feet. And Father, we cannot continue to pray and to seek you and to love upon you and talk to you without talking to you about our friends, about our neighbors, our children, even our frenemies, those people that constantly nag at us. And, and Lord God, we just pray, Lord God, for them. You told us to, and so we bring them to you right now. Lord God, we pray, God, that you will give your, 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 your presence to those who need you this morning. We pray, Lord God, in Jesus' name, God, that you would touch where, where there seems like there is no touch, Lord, the way where there is no way. Lord God, we live in the world that's living in chaos. You don't know which way to go. A lot of people got a lot of ideas, but I wonder, Lord God, how are they seeking you like we are seeking you? God, you say, if my people that are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek your face, turn from their evil, evil ways, you will heal the land. And, Father, you said that, Lord God, that there's two or three guys in your name, you should be in the midst. And, God, we, there's two or three here. Lord God, we got the numbers, and we ask you to heal the land. We ask you to deliver and set free, Lord God, like only you can. Oh, God, save our sons and daughters, Lord God. Save our neighbors. Uh, save our neighborhoods. Say, yea, even our nation, Lord. God, give those who have the authority to make decisions on our behalf. We pray, Lord God, that they will make good decisions, sound decisions, Lord, that would take care of and to look after those who they represent. We pray, Lord God, in Jesus' name, that you would use those people that they seem like is the least of these. We pray, God, a special adopted, Lord God, to raise them up, that the ideas and the dreams and the things that you have placed in their heart, Lord, become much and enlarge in the eyes and the ears of those who have listened. And spear your anointed over, the, over their lives and their name and their proposals, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for giving us opportunity to love one another, to love you. And Father, we, we, we just rejoice at the at the time now, Lord God, that we have with you. Whatever you do, Lord God, don't take your Holy Spirit from us. Because we thank you for the promise of the Holy Spirit that is with us. Lord, don't leave us. Don't leave us. Don't leave us alone. We need you, Lord God. 
We need the manifestation of your glory to fill the place and fill the rooms where we are. Oh, God, we thank you, Lord God, for being our God. Thank you for being who you are in our lives in Jesus' name. We pray for Lord God for Ukraine. We pray, Lord God, that you will touch those people there that are starving, that need medical assistance, Lord. Homes are wrecked with bombs, and, and Lord God, even now, even more threats are coming. But, Father, we pray for those people, Lord God, that can't even run for their lives. If they could, if they had an opportunity, they could. Their bodies are not allowing them to, Lord. Oh, Father, we pray, God, that you will work a miracle and take your hand of providence and work on the lives and the hearts of those, Lord God, that in hard way it can't move, Lord. We pray, God, in Jesus' name, God, that you would touch and touch even now. Lord God, and touch the heart of Putin, Lord God. Call them, Lord God, to retreat, Lord God. Cause those other people, Lord God, that 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 are fighting for him, Lord God. I pray a spirit of conviction will come upon them. They may turn around, Lord God, and say, this is not worth it, Lord God. Oh, Father, pray, Lord God, for leaders all across this world. Oh, Lord God, we continue to bind together. You said together we'll stand, divided we will fall. So we praying for a United Nations, Lord God. We praying not for only the United Nations, but United Nations all across this world. God, that they will see you and understand your works, Lord God, that they will move in your will and your power and your might. Lord God, we pray for the borders of this nation. We pray for the waterways and the food supply. We pray, Lord God, that we are able, Lord God, to to to, to produce, Lord God. We pray, God, that you will bless it and protect it. Lord God, we pray for our, our resources and all of the things that needs to make this make this country and make this world go around, God. We pray, Lord God, for the food and we pray, Lord God, for the prices of the food and the gas and all of the things that people need to live by, Lord. Lord God, some people are having some hard times now and have to make some major decisions, Lord. Some are making decisions whether they're going to eat, Lord God, or drive. But, Father, we know, God, that you got it all in your hand, and you can do what you want to do because you're sovereign. Yes, you are. You're a sovereign God. You can do what you want to do, when you want to do it, and how you want to do it. And we thank you for it. And we glorify you, Lord. You're a mighty God. You're still strong. You're the same God that got up off the ground and said, all power. It's in our hearts today. And we thank you, Lord God, for being in our hearts, Lord God. Lord God, I pray a special prayer our mothers that are here and they're on this service today. We pray your strength upon them. Give them strength to their bodies. Give them strength to their mind. Lord God, give them a movement of their bodies, Lord God. Give them a good day. Give them a good week. Give them a good year, Lord God, to bless and praise your holy name. Allow them to enjoy the fruit of their labor that they have spent so many years and time and poured out of wisdom and, and gaining wisdom and doing the things that they have to do, Lord God, to be all that you have created them to be. Lord, no, we know that we have crossed every T and dotted every I, but there is something called, them sisters called grace and mercy. Hey, glory to God. As captains, and we thank you, Lord God, for them. And we thank you for what you're doing in our lives. In Jesus' name. Now we come to the part of the service and part of the prayer. 
as Pastor Eric Rob has so uh, articulated so plainly and so uh, with such a uh, 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 spirit of anticipation of those of you that would come now, maybe some things that you have on your heart. Oh, I only had a few moments, and I couldn't cover everything, but I know Father God has placed some things in your heart that you need to bring before the Lord. Some people, some situations at this time, we are now allowing you. Come on, let's go before the Lord. Let's pray now. Father God, bless this service and bless the man of God as he bring forth the word today. We pray, Lord God, our preaching anointing upon his life and upon his being right now, like never before. In Jesus' name. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light and the burdens of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight, and now I am happy all the day. Amen. Revelations chapter one verse seventeen. We're going to hit there. And then we're going to head somewhere else. Uh, going to hit there, and then we're going to head to John. Uh, chapter, I believe it's 14, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, verse 12. Revelations chapter 1. My phone hung up on me. See how the devil got in the phone? 
Revelations chapter 1. Got in the phone. Uh, Chapter 1, verse 18, read the 17 reads. If it wants to go wrong, it's going to go wrong today. get this together. When I saw him, I fell at his feet like a dead man. He laid his right hand on me and said, don't be afraid. I am the first and the last and the living one. I was dead, but look. I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death and Hades. My dear grandmother, do you have John chapter 14, verse 12? If you can read that for me, I'm going to try to get Mama Bell. Early, early, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go to do my Father. All right. Thanks. We have a little bit of a dysfunction here. Did my grandmama, did you read that for me? Yes, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Uh-huh. Thank you very kindly. I want to talk this morning. Now that the devil that took some of my time, I'm mad now. Mama Bell, I had an old owl before the devil got gone. <laughs> I get you. Uh-huh. And I ask you to forgive me. I might take it out on him and still take my hour. Yes, sir. I, I want to talk to you this morning about the power 
and the resemblance of the resurrection. I want to talk to you this morning about the power and the resemblance of the resurrection. And all those that agreement with the Bible, even though we had it read in a dysfunctional manner, but if you got it and you understand it and you agree, please respond with a howdy. Amen. 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 One summer day, the ostrichs of the east. A young man found himself traveling down a very dusty road. That dusty road led him to a very familiar hill. That hill had resemblance to him. It it had familiarity to him. That hill was designed as a replica of the hill we know as Golgotha. This young man traveled to that hill, and on this summer day, as he periodically does, he traveled with very... Uh, vigorous anticipation. He struggled to get up the hill. It was uh, not necessarily because he was trying to play out a scene as his friends wished to believe, but he struggled to get up the hill because he had serious that would not allow for him to climb. And he struggled to get up the hill. Once he got up there, he would have a serical medical episode that would require him to stop and take a few medications as well as drink water and take a little pump of his asthma pump. You know about asthma. He would do all of those different things and uh, someone asked him, uh, why do you constantly put yourself through this vigorous struggle? Mama Bell, this young man, was determined that he wanted to be a mountain climber. He wanted to, for sport, join the great persons who climbed the Mount Everest and other mountains that are out there. He also wanted to be a long-distance runner. 
And in order to do that, he had to get over certain limitations. He had to get over certain struggles. So he made his journey to that replica of Golgotha's hill. And the response that he gave for why he did that is because if I make it to the cross, All of my struggles will end. All I got to do is make it to the cross. The church for so long has utilized the cross in a various way, and I don't want to focus on that today. I want to look at things differently. I'm a rebel. I might as well accept it. We have been taught for so long that we are to be Christ-like, that we are to operate as if Jesus did, that we are to uh, form ourselves and uh, in the ways of Jesus. And, and we have been taught that this idea, even in the concept of believer's baptism with uh, the notion, the mindset that we are buried, we are dead to Jesus, to a Jesus, to our faith. We are dead. Our physical selves are no longer alive. We are dead, buried in Christ's burial and raised to walk in the newness of life. Most folks are... I don't know, I won't say that, please forgive me for making that assumption, but in various circles that I've been in, that is uh, the speech, if you will, the mindset, the rhetoric, the talk, the words that is used when they conduct it. They take your head and they put you down and they say you're buried in, in the nudist. What if we looked at that just a little bit differently. What if, like that young man, we looked at the world and this Christ ideology from a whole different perspective? We are born in sin and shaped in iniquity. We are with certain ideas, we are taught certain concepts, we believe certain ways our parents have embedded certain things in us, and some of those things are very good. Some of those ideas are very noble, depending upon the family by which you have come from. But then you got those other sides where people put stuff in you. It wasn't necessarily good for you. I didn't come here to beat up your parents because uh, for the most part, I would like to say and assume, if I can, please forgive me for making assumptions, but your parents did the best that they could. They gave you what they had based on the environment by which they lived. They gave you what you had based on the resources that they had. They gave you what you had, uh, what they had based on the level 
that they had. And even though the world has changed and has advanced, even though some degree we are not in the same place, at least racially, that we were, there's some things that are in us, some ideas that we still carry. What if those ideas were a part of that burial? I wonder sometimes what is meant when we say buried in Christ. Those words have been, as I said earlier, mentioned at various baptisms. Most folks, at least in the evangelical community, love to say that. But what exactly am I burying? Behold, I stand to you new. Old things are passed away. What are those old things? Most folks like to go to the things that make sense. Oh, when you're buried in believer's baptism, well, you're not drinking anymore. You're not smoking anymore. You're not having sexual relations outside of marriage anymore. You're putting away your attitudes. You're you're putting away your lustful thinking. You're putting away your lying tongue. You're putting away all those other different things. But I submit to you for consideration. that maybe instead of attacking the effect, we go for the cause. Is it the drinking or is it what's driving us to drink that needs to be buried? Is it the sexual relations or is it the fear of commitment because every time we put ourselves out there, every time we get into relationship with somebody, every time we get close to somebody, somebody has the mitigated goal to do something that hurts us, that reminds us of our past. Is it the sex that's the problem? Or is it the pain that relationships cause that needs to be buried? I wonder. I wonder. Is it the attitude? Or is it the wall that is held up because it shields us from the destructive ideas, from the pain of others? Is it that we're just evil or are we hurt? I wonder. What exactly needs to be buried? Ah, this is getting good to me. I'm going to have to hold myself. I might really take my whole hour. Buried in Christ. And raised to walk in the newness of life. I don't want to go there yet. I want to stick with this buried just a little bit longer. Because I believe, and again, I hope to do this without beating anybody up. 
I don't have time, and I want to say that crystal clear. I don't have time to beat up church folks. I don't have time to beat up traditions. I don't have time to beat up people's uh, ideologies. I got better things to do with my time. But I wonder, as I sit here and think about all the fine friends who are going to church in just a few hours, some of them are already there now. And every Easter Sunday, we go in and we shout and holler over the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, but yet we are still fighting for rent money. I wonder if the idea of just being the rent-paying God needs to be buried. I wonder. I wonder. On one side, we believe in God, but on the other side, we have these doubts and these fears. I wonder if the fear and trepidations of life need to be buried. Do not conform to this world, but be ye transformed by the all this stuff that we have quoted for ye. What does this mean? What am I not to conform to? I must go back to my wonderful uh, points that I just made, the points that are so frequently brought up. Well, don't drink. Who said drinking was wrong? Brother Paul told Timothy, hey, you got a little stomach problem. Go over there and get you some Robitussin. Read the Bible. That's alcohol. You take Tylenol. They ain't nothing but being a druggie. Some of us got four and five and six pills we take a day. How you doing, druggie? Is it the act that we should not conform to? Or is it the mindset that we should not conform to? We do not sorrow like those who have no hope. Is that what do not conform means? I wonder. Buried in Christ. Most of us are going to our particular reformations and uh, sects of life as it pertains to church today. We're going to lock ourselves in our holes, and I have no problem with that. There's some who believe that the 11 o'clock hour is the most segregated hour in the world. Sometimes I, I disagree. I disagree with the fact that breaking up that, that moment of segregation, that, that, that country club, if you will, I have speaking or spoken a lot, excuse me, against that word of country clubs being down there. But being in your particular sect is, is a wonderful thing. Some folks, I, I, I think that if they read the Bible, they would understand it. You can't break up 
asunder, but did not intend to be broken up. It said, how can two walk together except they agree? And if you don't agree with me, then we can't walk together. So segregation is going to be a thing. That's just the way of life. You shout on step two and four, and I shout and clap on one and three. That's my preference. You have yours. Your church is more piano forte and classical with the pipe organ. Mine is the Hammond with the guitar and the bass drum. And, and that's our reference. I, that's our preference. Excuse me. Nothing wrong with that. But I wonder when we get there. When we get there and we look, and we go, some of us who might head down there a little bit later on, you're heading over yonder. When you get over there to the big bed with the steeple on top, I wonder when you get there, are you just going because it is the ritualistic thing to do? Are you just going because your mama told you a long time ago that you get up and go to church on Sunday morning? My grandmother tells of a story, and I'm not going to mention names, but she would talk about the mamas back in her day, the mamas who would get off work on Friday and head down to the local pub. The bartender would hand them the bottle of gin, the bottle of scotch, they would drink that bottle of gin and drink that bottle of scotch until they lost their ever-loving mind. They would drink and drink and drink and drink and drink all the way to Sunday morning. They sobered up and got to the house of God, put on their usher clothes, put on their choir robes, put on their deacon attire, They were drunk, but not a penny was missing in the offering plate. You didn't pray your proper assessments. They knew where to find you. They did their job, but they were still affected by the struggles of this world, the struggles that led them down to that pub and drove them to drink. I wonder what would have happened if somebody had told them, fear not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. I will help thee where the liquor is helping. I will help thee where the smoking is is helping. I will help thee where the sexual intercourse is helping. These are not sins. They are the struggles of people. The sin is what the devil is using to drive me to these things. I wonder what would happen if we got it right one day. 
I got to say this. Don't bury my drinking. Bury what's causing it. Don't bury my sexual perversion. Bury what's causing it. Don't bury my anger. Bury the pain that's causing it. Bury it in believer's baptism. And then raise the walk, I think, is by the time we got there. In the newness of life. That's a whole other piece of business there. And I still got one more point to hit on the way out the door. But raise. The saints used to say back in the day, things I used to do, I don't do no more. Places I used to go, I don't go no more. People I used to know, I don't know no more. I don't think you had to be saved to do that. But still, they spoke of a different attitude, a different mindset. And that mindset then was more from a spiritual perspective. It was more from I ain't going to hang down in the whorehouse anymore. I'm not going to hang down in the crack house anymore. I'm not going to hang down in the juke joint anymore. And I have no problem with that. That is a wonderful opportunity. And that is what gets you to your next place to heaven. i got no problem with that. But let me talk to you for a second about something different. Uh-huh. I would like to consider maybe in that raising, in that resurrection morning, if not only am I raised from the drinking, if I'm raised from the smoking, if I'm raised from the sexual perversion, if I'm raised from any other sin that we can throw in there as a reason for people to go to the altar, if I add a few more things. What if I buried and I was raised out of poverty? What if I was buried and I was raised out of societal stigma? What if I was buried and I was raised out of the belief that because I am of a different persuasion, because I'm black, I can't do what other folks can do? What if that was raised this morning? I am somebody. The me I see. I understand what society says, and I am not trying to speak against or make you feel like that you uh, do not understand or I do not understand what's going on in this world, but do not conform. We don't abide by the laws. We do not struggle. So therefore, the world says I'm black and I can't succeed, but the scripture says through Christ I can do some things. No, that ain't right. Oh, things. Certain things. That ain't right. Oh, things. I got limitations. No, that ain't right. Hold on, there's a book here. Where that constitution? That gives me the laws and things that I can't. Can. Where that book at? I can't find that book. That I can do with the constitution. No, that don't sound right either. What does it say? I got my Bible. I can't find it. I lost it somewhere. 
Uh, Lord, I'm going to have to go by memory. I think, I think, I think, I think, I think. I think it says something like all. I think that's what it says. I'm getting a little confused. My mind is is kind of is playing tricks on me. You know, sometimes when you read the Bible, the mind plays tricks on you. But but I think it said all. All things. So what if? If I turned off the news, if I logged out of Facebook, And sometimes some folk get a little disgusted with me because they feel as though that I'm not listening or I'm not paying attention or I don't want to engage in conversations. But I'm not interested in the negativity of the world but intoxicate my brain. Gossip and negativity to me is like a alcohol to a drunk. It intoxicates me. So I avoid it like the plague. What if we stopped allowing Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, and old Jeff Bezos Tell us how we're supposed to live our lives. And we turned to the book and said that you're raised to walk. What that means, in my interpretation, if I can uh, say that, I'm just wondering this moment what that meant. I didn't get the chance to talk to Jesus personally like John and Peter and Paul. I didn't walk with him like Matthew, Mark, and Luke. I didn't get to kiss him like Judas. So all I can do is go on a a wonder, a belief. Blessed are those who have not seen Brother Thomas, and yet they believe. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things I cannot see. So I wonder what would happen. I wonder what would happen if I looked at this text if I looked at this world and I said, you know, they said that I couldn't do it. They said that I could not achieve. They said if you didn't have an education and you didn't go to the finest of institutions and and if you didn't know Johnny and shake hands with Paul and knock boots with Peter, that you couldn't do nothing. That's what they said. They said, there was some time ago, I was reading an article about a hooker. Both folks were 
looking at this particular person and negativity. She was a part of the choir. She was on the junior usher board. She had all of the accolades of the youth Puritans and various recognitions within the social and church community. But every other week, the lights in her home was cut off. Every other week, the water stopped running. Her mother went down downtown to get some assistance, wanted to get some food stamps, some wicks, wanted to get involved or get connected with the government programming. And her mother was turned down because Mama Bell, she made three-tenths of a cent more than the school grades on three-tenths of a cent your, your government does. Three-tenths of a cent more, and that eliminated her from getting any type of resources. So the girl did the only thing she knew how to do. She dropped her underpants and she headed to the corner. Because she wanted to be a doctor. She knew she wasn't going to get an education because her mother made three-tenths of a cent more. She wasn't going to get it that way. The struggle of not having the lights and not having the water and not having the the necessities at the house prevented her from having proper studies. She couldn't focus, so she wasn't going to get it that way. So she headed to the corner. She sold her body. To prison, she connected with a pimp who gave her a four-year contract and sent her to school. And most folks look from our side of the world, don't make no sense. That girl, she didn't have to do that. But nobody was talking when the girl was struggling. Nobody was talking when the lights was out. Nobody was talking. When her mama was three-tenths of a cent over and $99 short on the rent. Nobody was talking then. But the moment that she resorted to doing something to try to fix her problem, everybody had something to say. I wonder what would happen if instead of a new Mercedes for the pastor, a scholarship fund was started. Right. That used to think oh, yeah. And sometimes I go to these different circles and meetings and things, and I go, Mama, and sometimes I leave disgusted. 
I said we showed up in our Mercedes and our Cadillacs, and I can say that now because I got one. And we show up in our Cadillacs and our Mercedes, and we look down on the world. We have the mitigated goal to say that the people who do not have the same resources we have did something wrong. Because we got our brick-long houses now and our wall-to-wall. The project people are lazy. Or maybe they just didn't get the same blessing we got. Maybe they just didn't get the same opportunities we got. Did you ever consider? I wonder if egos were buried and compassion was raised and realized that we were blessed to be a blessing. I wonder. And then my final point, I'm going to get out your hair. You've been kind. Over there in Revelations chapter 1, verse 18, and then John chapter 14, those two, I believe, work hand in hand. If I could rewrite the scriptures, I would like to add those two and make them a combined thought. He says, that, man, I don't know it exactly, so please forgive me. I'm going to paraphrase, but he says, I have the keys to death, hell, and the grave. Therefore, and right there, don't even read the other part of Revelation. After that, therefore, skip over to John and say, the same that I have, you shall do and greater. I wonder what would happen if the cross was looked at as an access point. It was looked at not as a commemorative event. It was looked at not as a celebration of things past, but looked at as an opportunity of things to come. I wonder what would happen if we looked at the cross and we said just like he struggled up Golgotha's hill to redeem the struggles of man, that young man got it. He saw that he could struggle up that hill, and once he got to the top, he was going to bury his asthma. Once he got to the top, he was going to kill off his negativity. Once he got to the top, he was going to kill off his fear and his frustration. Once he got to the top, he was going to kill off his arcane. Once he got to the top, he was going to kill off the naysayers. If I wonder if Easter was looked at as an opportunity. The same things, the same things that you saw me do, you shall do and more. I have power that you can't see. God is living inside me. I can fight any enemy, God and me are majority. You know why? 
because of Easter, because I serve a risen Savior who's in the world today. I know that he is living. Who cares what men may say? I see his hand of mercy. I hear his voice of cheer. And every time I need him, he's always near. He lives. He lives. Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives. He lives. Salvation to impart. I wish you'd ask me how I know that. How I know that he lives. I know that because he lives within my heart. Mama Bell, do you know that song? Uh, He lives. uh, I was, uh, yeah, I I think I know the tune. Mm -hmm. Uh Mama Bell, you can help me. I would like this morning, I'm going to do something that I don't do here. But I would like to extend to you an opportunity for a new believer's baptism. I would like to extend to you an opportunity to look at the world and the resurrection not as a commemorative event, but as an opportunity. I would like to extend to you the moment to bury your struggles, to bury your problems, to bury your hurts, to bury your fears. I know you come from the 30s. Bury it. I know what happened back in your day. Bury it. I know your anger, bury it. This morning, raised to walk in the newness of life. Go 
So you did a good job. Yeah, I was halfway, and I I picked the wrong key. That's where I started off wrong. Well, we all right. Mm-hmm. My dear grandmother, would you pray for us? Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Hey, I will help thee. Yea, I withhold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Be not conformed unto this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove that which is good and acceptable and unto God. I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me. Most holy and all wise fathers, we come this morning. We come taking your word, knowing that we can stand on your word, because your word is true, because you rose this morning right early, and we can live because you have lived in us. You've made it possible. You paid the debt. You did everything, and all is finished, and all is well. And we thank you this morning. Help us to receive your word. As we read this word, God, help us to realize it's a letter that you wrote back to us, that that we can do all things. We can stand firm in you. We can trust you. We can love you because, God, you love us. We can do these things with your help. You haven't told us nothing to do that we cannot do if we only put our trust in you and believe that you are our Father and believe that you care so much about us. Help our unbelief, God. Help us, oh God, to look to you from which cometh our health and strength. Help us, O oh Mr. Father, just trust you, knowing that you don't lie. You don't lie about nothing. Everything you say is truth, and that we can depend on you, that you own it. We know, God, that you are in every situation, and we just thank you this morning. Thank you for loving us, oh God. Thank you, God, for paying the debt for our sins. Thank you, God. We just want to give you thanks, because you said all things. Give you thanks in all things. And, oh, God, we just thank you this morning. Because your mercy, your mercy endureth to all generations. Your mercy is to us this morning. Help us to realize, oh, God, that your mercy, your grace and mercy has brought us this far. Your grace and mercy has been there all the time. And we just thank you this morning. Help us to rejoice, 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 and praise your holy name. Help us to praise you, not to murmur, not complain, not to find fault, not to criticize, but help us to praise you. Help us to tell you thank you. Help us to see your goodness, God, in this land of living. We just thank you this morning. We praise you. We love you. Oh, God, and we magnify your holy name. And we give you thanks, God. We give you thanks this morning, God, because of who you are and what you have done for us. We just want to say thank you. Thank you this morning, God. We praise you. We love you. Oh, God. Oh, God. Have mercy. 
have mercy. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen and amen. Have a great day. A great res- resurrection day. Oh, God, help us to praise you.